The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Rabbi Ram Ginechovsky, the Rosh Hashiva and Koychav Miyakov, a brilliant Magid Shir, many years ago, he's not alive anymore, was walking outside the yeshiva. It was his custom that before he gave the base Medrash Shir, a high level, high caliber Shir, he would come to the yeshiva for an hour or so, whatever it was, to prepare his shear, to go through it, to make sure it was crystal clear, to figure out the best way to deliver it so the students could get the maximum understanding. And one day he's walking to the yeshiva, he's already thinking about what he's going to say when he hears crying. And he looks and a little further down the street, he sees a little three-year-old Arab boy and the boy is bawling his heart out. He walks over to the boy and he says to him in Hebrew, Yeled Mayesh, and the kid just is crying hysterically, crying hysterically, crying hysterically. And he can't understand what the kid is saying. He's saying some things in Arabic. He's, he doesn't know what's going on. He says to the kid, Finally, he makes out from the kid that a kid keeps saying the same word in Hebrew over and over. Which means the zoo. For those of you that are familiar with Yerushalayim of the past, the biblical zoo was at the top of the area in Yerushalayim, which right now is called Minchas Yitzchak or Tenuva. There was a Ganachayot. And the yeshiva, Chabin yeshiva, is not so far away from that. It seems like this little tiny Arab kid had wandered out of the Ganachayot, out of the zoo when no one was walking, and he just walked and walked and walked, and then he realized that he was hopelessly lost. And now what does Rabbi Avram do? On one hand, he has a shear, he has a full shear of Bahram waiting. He must clarify. On the other hand, he has a crying Arab child. What does he do? And in a split-second decision, he decides he has to make a Kiddush Hashem. He has to sanctify the Rabbi Shalom's name, and he takes this little Arab child, and he puts him on his shoulders, and he begins the difficult walk all the way up to the top, to the Ganachayot. Maybe he'll find their parents. I was thinking to myself, imagine this image. You have a Rosh Hashiva wearing a frock, a long kapota, and an uppat, and a nice beard, and a hadras panim, a radiance, and he's carrying this little Arab kid on his shoulders. Must have been a very hysterical sight. And he finally comes to the Ganachayot. He finally comes to the zoo, and he walks around the zoo, until finally all of a sudden he hears the kid begin shrieking, and sure enough, the kid points to his parents, and they don't even know how to thank him. Their deepest and most profound gratitude. They united their, reunited their child. Who knows what could have happened to this child? And now the substantial amount of time had passed and Rabbi Ram Kedachovsky had to go straight into Shir. And he didn't have time to prepare the way he did every single day for decades. Yet when he came out of the Shir, he shared with his Talmidim that the insight and the clarity that he had in that Shir, he never ever experienced before. Because you see, when you're ambassador of the Rabbi Nishlam, when you're Mekayim v'nekdashti b'soich b'nei Yisrael, then the Rabbi Nishlam is in your corner. The Noisein HaTorah, the one that gave Torah to Klai Yisrael. And there's no better teacher than Melavei Torah L'Am Yisrael, the Rabbi Nishlam himself. And he tapped into that. That's the concept of making a Kiddush Hashem. I'd like to share two more stories. The head of the Bedatz Eid HaCharedis, the Hechsher, and the organization, a bunch of years ago, was a fellow by the name of Agoyin Rapinchas Epstein. And as part of his job, he also periodically would inspect certain companies to make sure that the kashrut standards of these places that were supervised by the Eda Haredes was up to snuff. And one day he went and he checked out a large um, candy factory, chocolate factory. And he was very happy with what he saw. As he's leaving, the owner is standing there. The owner is an old Romanian Jew, probably a survivor. And he's standing there with a young couple, youngish couple. And I'm sure he said to the Rav in Yiddish, he says, Nu, what did you see inside there? And the Rav said, What I saw was really good. The guy's all happy. He says, Before you leave, 
I can ask you for a favor. Sure, he says. He turns to this young man and young woman. He says, these are my children, my son, my daughter-in-law. And they're married for a lot of years and they don't have any children. Maybe the Rav could give them a bracha. He turns to the couple and he says to them, can I ask you a question? You keep Shabbos. Yes, we keep Shabbos. You keep all the halachas properly, to the best of our ability. Okay. He says, thanks for a minute. He goes, I'd like to give you a bracha that you should have a baby boy and I'd like you to invite me to the bris so I can be the sandik. Wow! Amen! 100% we're in. You could be the sandik, whatever you want. And sure enough, less than a year later, he gets an invitation to a bris to be the sandik, the bris of the child of this couple. His Talmudim said to him, Rebbe, you're a Baumwifus. You're a wonder worker. And he smiled at them. He says, I ain't no Baumwifus. I'm not a wonder worker. I'm not a miracle rabbi. He says, but what happened was, all of a sudden I got into my car on the way home and I said to myself, Pinchas, Pinchas, what did you do? I don't know why, but in the spur of the moment I got caught up, I don't know what it was. And I told them they would have a child. How could you do such a thing? You're not the Rabbi Shalom. He says, I took out my Sefer Tehillim and I cried my heart out and I said, Rabbi Shalom, I'm your ambassador. I can't be a Chil Hashem. There can't be a disgrace here. V'nikdashti b'seich b'nei Yisrael. Bring me in, elevate me, that I could be part of you. And Rabban Shalom is the one that holds the mafteach, the child, for, the key for children. And sure enough, obviously, the Rabban Shalom saw I was sincere. And Baruch Hashem had this chus of being the sandik. Kiddush Hashem versus Chatz Shalom, Chil Hashem, desecration of Hashem. And we conclude with a fantastic story. In Yerushalayim today, there's someone called Rabbin Yamin Hatzadik. There's almost no one in the world that has the term that the world calls him Hatzadik. But this they do call. Rabbi Yaman Finkel from the Mir Yeshiva is called Rabbi Yaman Hatzadik because there is no other adjective that could describe Rabbi Yaman. I want to share a story about that happened to Rabbi Yaman many, many years ago. One day, Rabbi Yaman was walking in the area, Basi Stroll, the area near Mir, and all of a sudden, a man stops him. A man looks like a tired a Tamad Chacham, and he says to Rabbi Yaman, Rabbi Yaman, you recognize me? Slicha says, Rabbi Yaman, I don't think so. Who are you? And the man says, I'm the guy that you came to my house. Which house? He's up from Chulon. You know the city of Chulon? And all of a sudden, Rabbi Yaman chapped. Listen to this beautiful, beautiful story. Years earlier, more than 20 years earlier, there was an initiative, which is still ongoing, which is to send B'nai Taira Yeshiva light, people, Melamdim, to the different communities in Eretz Yisrael that don't have Torah education. And the city of Chulon was one of those that didn't have so much Torah education. I always like to say Chuloni. And there was a particular individual who used to go to Chulon and give classes, and it was very popular. There was a fellow that would host one of the evening classes in his home, and sometimes he could have 30, 40, even 50 people there. And it was a tremendous chizot to have so many people who never really learned Torah be swept up in the excitement and the enthusiasm of of learning Torah. One day the fellow couldn't show up. Something happened. Rabbi Yaman at that point was an avreich. He was learning in the kailul in the mirror. And he said, Rabbi Yaman, everyone loves you. Could you please go to Chulon and give the class? They told me they had 50 people that are coming to the class. 50 people. Rabbi said, ah. Such a schus of, of the opportunity to teach Torah this way, I, I, I can't pass that up. 
And he got on a bus to Tachana Merkazi, to the central bus station. And he got on a bus to Chulon. And until he took another bus, probably two hours it took him. He came a little bit late. But he comes to the apartment. He comes to the address. The name is on the door, but it's quiet. He's supposed to have 50 people waiting there. He knocks on the door once and twice and nobody answers. What was happening? He just came. He had prepared a shear. Eventually the door opens a little bit. And standing there is a man in pajamas. And he looks at Abinyam and he goes, Ken? He says, I came here to give the shear. Where is everyone? The guy says, The guy told me he wasn't coming. And I just thought there was no shear. I didn't have that he said he was sending somebody else. It's just me and my son that are here. My wife's even out. And we were going to go to sleep. And Rebbe Yaman looked at him. And Rebbe Yaman said to him, Don't worry. It's okay. To me, learning with one Yid Taira, or even two, a father and a son, to me is even more important perhaps than teaching 50 people. We could have a real Chavrusa. Did you not? Did your son go to sleep? He goes, no, we were just sitting around and playing. Do you mind if I come in? And the fellow says, sure, come in. Please teach me. And they go get dressed and they come out. And Rabbi Yaman Hatzadik taught them an hour straight, a half an hour of something else. And when it was time to learn Gemara, the fellow stood up there and he said, Abracha, Baruch Atah Hashem, Olekeinu, Melchalam, Shechiyonu, Vikiyonu, Vikiyonu, Lazmanaz, he had never learned Gemara before in his life. And someone told him Gemara, learning Gemara was the most amazing thing this previous Magachir. And he learned the Baruch of Shechiyonu, and he made Shechiyonu, Rabbi Pinyon was taken aback. He didn't even know you're supposed to say Shechiyonu, no feature answer, but it didn't make a difference. And they learned with such gishmak and with such enthusiasm. And then Rabbi Yaman began a long journey back to Yerushalayim, a bus, and then an intercity bus, and then a bus back to Beis Yisrael. And that was the end. Yet 20 plus years later, this man stops him on the streets of Beis Yisrael and says, Rabbi Yaman, you don't remember me? I'm the guy in pajamas. And my son, who at that point was, a I don't know, an 8 or 10 year old boy, he's a Rish Kailal today. He's a Magid Shir. And it's all because you came into our house that night. You see, Rabbi Yaman should have, could have turned around and said, I came here to give a Shir to 50 people and I get a man in pajamas. There could have been a little chilul Hashem there. Maybe the fellow would have been like, hmm, okay. But he had an opportunity even to show a person who didn't realize what the Rabbi Shalom is, the Kedusha of one Jew, the connection of one Jew to another Jew. And that investment paid off. The 20 years later, the father and the son were chashev, esteemed, B'nai Taira and Marbitzei Taira. That's the power of tapping, tapping in to the Kedusha of Klal Yisrael. And we know the mitzvah of Kedesh Hashem is even more so to a Jewish person than it is to anyone else. So during this period of time, let's elevate ourselves from behema, from being somewhat shallow, from not communicating properly. Let's get a hold of our free will so that when Shavuos comes around, we'll be Adam, but that shouldn't be sufficient. Let's elevate ourselves and take ourselves into the realm of Kiddush Hashem, of being ambassadors for the Rabbi Mishalelem, and then what a Kabbalah satire it'll actually be, wishing each and every one of you an amazing, wonderful Shabbos. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.